Blog Talk Radio. It's your boy Rodney Perry, and you're live listening to my show. That's right, Rodney Perry Live. And this is Blog Talk Radio, and this is the only place in the world where somebody can start a show and just do it big and make it make it their own. And and I, I got uh, a, a special love. Of course, um, a lot of things went on this past week. Of course, we had the BET Awards. Uh, we lost we lost some some major icons in the entertainment industry. Um, Farrah Fawcett, uh, my prayers and respect go out to her family and, uh, and her losing her battle with, with her illness and, uh, kind of got lost in the media because of, of, of passing, uh, during a week when we lost, uh, uh, icon, uh, in entertainment, uh, in our lives and, and for those of us who have enjoyed his work, Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, wow. What tripped me out uh, when I heard about his passing, first of all, I didn't want to believe it. CNN's coverage was going back and forth, and they were saying, you know, um, he, he he may be in a coma or, you know, it was kind of iffy, so it kind of gave you a little glimmer of hope. And it was, it was very uh, almost traumatic on some level. Uh, for me, and I didn't know I would feel that way. It just it just kind of floored me, you know. As as a black man, you know, you walk around with this tough facade, and to to hear about you know Michael Jackson's passing, it was really kind of it, it really kind of took me aback. So anyway, it was it was definitely uh, uh, something. I think the the BT Wars kind of put it in perspective for me in that it was more. Less of a time to mourn and more of a time to celebrate uh, this man's accomplishment. So shouts out to Michael Jackson, the whole Jackson family. It was great to see all them involved in the BET Awards and and really kind of um, showing love to uh, uh, the the Michael Jackson legacy and the good things that we know about what he did. So shouts out to Michael Jackson. Uh, may you live on uh, in our minds and hearts forever. Um, this is Rodney Perry, uh, and this is Rodney Perry Live. I do this show every Tuesday. We start at 11 o'clock here on the West Coast, 2 o'clock if you're out there on the East Coast. And shouts out to all my fans and friends that are listening. I'm going to be at the Comedy Store tonight, uh, and I'm going to be at a place called the Opus on Wilshire Western tomorrow right here in Los Angeles. And I'm, I'm hot off the road. Just did a tour date with Monique. And uh, she is such a <laughs> she's funny. Uh, I called. I was uh, a kind of. I told her I was tripping off this whole Michael Jackson thing, and she was like, "Uh, Michael in a better spe- better place, baby. You uh, you need to cry for yourself if you still here." <laughs> so, uh, uh, shouts out to my girl Monique uh, for giving me the opportunity to go on the road with her. Now, today's show. On this show, I try to have an opportunity to talk with uh, a, 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 a different group of people, and different in that, yeah, they're entertainers, but they're always like dope 
people. And 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 the lady I'm gonna be speaking to today, if you don't know her, make it your business to know this lady. Her name is Chandrella Avery, and Chandrella is just one of those people in this business that is kind of making it happen on her own terms. And I love that about her on so many levels. Um, the the lines are starting to light up already. Uh, let, let me go through and check a couple of things. Caller, who is this right here? You on? You you got a block number, so I can't tell you who you're calling from. Hello. Hello, it's me, Chandrella. I thought it was. I thought it was. You was like, <laughs> who is this nigga talking to? <laughs> oh wait, that's what I was wondering. You was like, the lines are lighting up, and and let me see who. I didn't know you was gonna be bringing me on right away. Hi, baby. Hey, sweetie. Well, let me give you the proper introduction. Let me give you the proper, you know, your just do. Ladies and gentlemen, Rodney Perry Live brings you um, a talent on so many levels. Now, a lot of people don't know, started off as a stand-up comedy, a stand-up comedian, ripping stages, not only doing uh, her own shows, but traveling around the world, around the country, um, also an actor. You know, you may have saw in the movie Trippin'. <laughs> you may have saw in the movie, uh, 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 it's so many, uh, the, the, you saw on the screen, sharing the screen with Denzel. You saw on the screen, this this lady is, is my friend. Um, uh, you saw in The Secret Life of Bees. Um, she is Donna's daughter, <laughs> James' daughter. And, uh, again, Rodney Perry's friend, one of the first people that I met in this town that was like, yo, you know, come over here, let me show you something. And and we've been friends ever since we met outside on Pico at the Comedy Union, which was mixed nuts at that time, and she was in a cat suit and was working it. And, <laughs> and this was before you and your husband got married, but I can tell that he, you know, he's African, so he had a blow dart ready. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chandrella Avery, what's up, girl? Hi, baby. How are you doing today? How are you doing? I am great. Thank you, first of all, for for doing my show. And um, this, this blog talk radio medium, I think it's it's really a a great medium because it gives a person a chance to really produce and do their own show. And when I got an opportunity to do a show, first of all, let me tell y'all some listeners. Chandrella already cussed me out. <laughs> she's like, how long you been doing this show? And I'm just getting on. <laughs> That's right. I let it be known, babies, because, you know, we, we go way back. If you're giving this kind of great introduction, you know, my mama, my daddy, and my husband, then you know very well. And you saw me in a cat suit. Yeah. Chances are you should have had me on day one. But it's all good, though. It's all good. I gave you a little pass one time. Thank you so much. You're very Thank welcome. You. I'm so honored good. to be on the show with you. I am. I'm so proud of you, Rodney. You do your thing, too. So just as much as I'm hustling, you hustling right back at you. So I give all props to you as well, my dear. Okay. Um, Chandrella, the comedian. Are we going to meet her again? Is the world going to get a chance to see her <laughs> at the stage ever? Yes. Yes, you will meet her again. Um, you know, the one thing about being a comic is, as you would say, you know, once a comic, you're always a comic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to have had that privilege and experienced that world of, of doing stand-up, it's something that lies within me forever. So, yeah, you definitely will. I just had, you know, a transition. And so having right. a transition, you, you kind of find yourself in a position where you want to say new things. 
and what is your point of view? You know, everybody's like, you know, you stand up, what you want to talk about? You know, you got the beginning, you got the middle, you got to hit them with a punchline. But there's more to it, you know, in my journey over these years that I'd like to say. So I just don't feel quite as comfortable, you know, before now coming back talking about the same thing I was talking about. But yeah. it'll still be in the same family realm because my family is still crazy, as you know, and <laughs> politics right. is still politics. So I still will find um, a light in that. So absolutely you will see me again, for sure. I'm, I'm once a comic. I'm always a comic, baby. And I know you've been, you know, riding me about it, so it ain't like I can, you know, ever walk <laughs> away from it totally. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's do the whole story. I mean, uh, Los Angeles county high school for the arts um what was that like i mean we we hear about juilliard you know we hear about the east coast school of the arts what was it like going to the west coast school of the arts that's an excellent question i thank you for asking me that because you know at the time rodney there really hadn't been i mean they had hollywood high school and but there really hadn't been anything on this level and i was at a public high school in the ninth grade which was my first all public high school and it was a unique experience. I always had known that I wanted to be an actress, so it was something started from a little kid coming from South Central with a you know bunch of siblings and doing acts around the house. So when this opportunity came about, my mother actually read it in the paper. I was at the one-year public high school. I was taking drama. I was doing everything I can do, and it said, you know, you can come and audition, you know, prepare two monologues, you come, and it was on a Saturday, and my father drove me down to – Cal State LA, which is the university where the high school was located on, and our audition with, I mean, when I tell you thousands of kids, it was incredible. The wow. sea of children uh, at the time and all races and creeds and people from all over because we had never had anything like this in California. And since, of course, movie making is here, why not put a performing arts high school here in California? Absolutely. And I auditioned, and they only accepted at the time 100 kids. And of those 100 kids, and that was 100 kids in all the arts. It was dance, theater, fine arts, and music. And I was in the theater program, and it may have been like three or four blacks at the time. And fortunately, you know, God blessed me, and I was able to be accepted. And it was an experience out of this world. We went to school from 8 to 4. 8 to 12 was academics. You know, 12 to 1 was lunch, and 1 to 4 and sometimes 5 were your arts. So you really delve deep into the history of theater and the whole thing. That did you say it, like, say it like that one more time? Theater. 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 <laughs> I'm a theater major, my darling. Yes, yes. I do Shakespeare and Hamlet and Beethoven. That's what I do, and that's what I, we did there. And so it was, it was very humbling to have all of these wonderful teachers from all walks of life to have come to California to help facilitate this group of kids. So. Wow. Well, now, now let me let me talk to you about this. Um, your, your stature, um, you're a tall woman. I want to say six foot. Yes. <laughs> six foot. I, the average uh, male star in this game is five eight. Give or take. <laughs> on a good day, they want to be five eleven a, and a, a half, but they're about five eight five nine. <laughs> on a good day, right? On a and good even, day. Even the tall guys are like not even five ten. Correct. You know five ten. So uh, how has that played in your favor, and how has it played against you? Well, you know, I always look, Rodney. You know, at twelve thirteen, I may have been told that this acting thing was not going to work out. You might want to consider the whole modeling thing because I was above the average height for a girl. 
But I just felt I had the talent, and that would kind of work itself out. You know, they can do mm. can, you know camera angles and whatnot. That's not my business. That's their deal to work with. Right. As long as I'm bringing the talent, y'all have figured it all out. And funny enough, you know, they could have people on Apple boxes or whatever. I didn't care because it was about me pursuing my dream and wanting to do what I wanted to do against all odds. I can say that I've been extremely blessed extremely blessed that my height, my build, everything about who I am has has really not played a big part in terms of it being a hindrance. And mm-hmm. I do believe that stand-up allowed me and afforded me that opportunity to have that freedom because, as we know, stand-up doesn't have any judgment. They don't tell right. you you have to be a certain height, certain size, certain color, certain anything. All you need to be is funny. So, you know, thankfully my husband and I and my sisters and my moms, we all – figured this would be a great entry because the regular world was not seeing me. So from doing that, when I got tripping, as you said earlier, mm-hmm. I played an Amazon woman. And it was poignant that I was taller because it worked, you know, with Guy and, and, and Donald because I was able to tower over them. Guy Tory, Donald Faison. Donald, Guy Tory, Donald Faison, yeah. So for, for that, it actually worked out. And you know what, Rodney, ever since then, it started to work out. Of course, Napoleon Dynamite. That mm-hmm. was a perfect casting. They really wanted someone 5'10 and taller. And then, of course, playing Candy on one-on-one and cuts, having dated Kelly Perrine, who I love and give a great shout-out to, played my boyfriend for, you know, three and a half of those five years I played that character. And that was perfect, the fact that I was taller and he was short, because right. they liked that comedy. So I must say, for me, it only had one little, you know, hiccup, I think, along the way. When you get to film, it's a little different. But I haven't done enough romantic comedies, if you will, where the there's really a problem. I did the movie, as you said, with Denzel Washington called Deja Vu, mm-hmm. and I played his press secretary, but <laughs> or his deputy secretary, I should say. And I stood there, and we were at a distance, and he sat on, <laughs> on the desk. So it kind of worked out, and I was in, like, super flat should have just been barefoot, quite Super frankly. Super flat. <laughs> Super flat. Like, it wasn't even like a little wedge, a little nothing. It was just like flat. They should have just put well, 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 let's, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Um, LaWanda from Cyberdorm, Amazon Woman from Tripping, <laughs> of course, LaFonda Lucas, Napoleon Dynamite, which was, I guess, like your breakout role. And not a guess. LaFonda Lucas Dynamite. Don't forget the Dynamite, baby, because I got married. Oh, you in the did end. get married. You did okay, get married. let's get the facts straight. <laughs> and um, LaFonda Lucas Dynamite was the best thing that's ever happened to Chandrella Avery. I think ultimately, and with the names, LaWanda was Cyberdorn, as you can see the L's, and then I went to, what was it, Domino with, with Monique and Macy Grant. I played LaShendra. LaShendra. So, right, 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 right. English. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, I just did an, an episode on um, 11th Hour, and my character name was Luella. So there's something you might need that. to change your name. What is up with that? You got Chandrella, you got Luella. I, I mean, like it's... go ahead. I said I like it. I like it. I like. I like, like all it. the names. Yeah, it was. It's it's been a, a an interesting chain of events in terms of the L names. But yeah, LaFonda was the best thing that's ever happened to me because at the time I was on Girls Behaving Badly that I played myself, Chandrella, mm-hmm. and one-on-one where I was candy and you know to have this film come out of nowhere and shoot it on hiatus in between those two tv shows it was such a humbling thing to not understand the world of you know Sundance and you you have to go and there's like an experience and it's possibly going to be bought and then it'll turn into something phenomenal I didn't know that because I had done tripping 
and I had done the Cyberdome, which was a college film that I did. And, you know, I was on TV, and we were just getting our stride with Girls Behaving Badly and one-on-one. So it took off, you know, when Napoleon Dynamite came out. It was an experience, Rodney, I'll tell you, that I'm so thankful to God I had because in the beginnings of your career, not many people can say they had a, a cult classic. So to have this uh. early on, when you're already humble and you're just thankful, child, to be working, you know, thankful to somebody like you, and then you happen to be six feet and they're accepting you like this, Come please, on. can't nobody tell me nothing about how God works and how miracles uh. can happen and how dreams can come to fruition. Young people, I tell people all the time as I mentor in different sectors in South Central and, and Pasadena and Long Beach and all these different communities, I let people know, listen, you must have a dream first. Have it the thought and the seed in your mind and in your heart. God knows that. From there, whatever obstacle you're up against, it doesn't matter, height, butt, you know, hips, whatever, you know, brown, dark, smile, gapping your teeth, it does not matter, honey. If that talent, if you do your work, what he, what you have in your spirit, it will come to fruition. And I'm living proof of it. A girl from South Central, honey, when they told me, no, it wasn't going to happen at 12, my mom was like, well, my baby's going to be a star, honey. You're going to tell my baby she ain't going to act, huh? And took that. me to the next acting class. So, yeah, it was a phenomenal experience that still humbles me at this very moment. I will talk about LaFonda as well, Candy. What a beautiful journey. I was at the BET Awards the other day, and all these young kids who I love, and I thank God for my fans, came up to me, hey, Candy, hey, Candy. They don't know nothing mm. about Chandrella Avery. All they know is Candy. Candy, what's up, Candy? That's Candy, Candy. So Candy, and now Candy was a great role for you because Candy started on one-on-one, right? And correct. then you guys spin off into cuts, and your role just expanded and blew up. And and tell us what, what that must be like to go from, you know, maybe a day player to something that's, you know, a main a mainstay on, on a network television show. That's a great question, Rodney, because we went on that show, Flex, you know, who wanted to have another area where he went to besides just being a dad and working. And the barbershop, you know, he's from the East Coast, and he was like, you know, you know where I'm from, you know, people, they just have barbershops. And so the executive producer, Unetta T. Boone, put together this episode, and it was really the networks were, uh, they were a little apprehensive initially. But they said, okay, one episode. And I went in and auditioned, and I, it's so funny because I went in with Flex, and Flex and I had been friends prior to, but I still went in and auditioned. And I was playing the manicurist, as you know, Candy, and I came in with my lotion bottle, honey, and I gave him a little hand massage and did all of that, and he was just laughing so hard. He was like, you know what, you were the only person that went the extra mile to touch me. Well, if I'm your friend, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. All I know is that I'm trying to get up on this show for this one-day player episode. And one episode, Rodney Perry turned into five seasons and a spinoff and wow. being the star of my own TV show. It was, again, that experience only God could favor you in that. That's just too humbling. You don't know how that's going to happen. Flex, Unetta, none of us on the show. Rashawn, You couldn't Nall, have planned it. You could never. Listen, it was me. It was Omar Gooding, Rashawn Nall, and Chandrella Avery, just the three of us in that little barbershop. We did one episode, which, by the way, I brought out another cat suit, gray. That was in, you know, we had to bust that out. And then it grew into more episodes. And by the time we were into the third season, you know, or second going into third, they put me with Kelly Perrine, Dwayne to be my boyfriend, because, mm -hmm. you know, Candy always had this issue with men. And that took on its own life. I mean, Candy and Dwayne were just, they were just in a class by themselves, the two of us. And wow. so it, it just, it strengthens your, you know, appreciation for taking any kind of part. Like, you know, Napoleon Dynamite was really a small part. 
but there are no small parts. There's only small actors. And if you Come on see, now. Well, I firmly believe because I started out, which you didn't know or maybe you, you don't remember, that I started out doing extra work. I was an extra, lifting mm. paperwork, moving, shuffling, shuckling, jiving from uh Now, tell, tell people, for, for people that don't know, what what's the extra life like? Because I did some extra work when I first got here. I was in a movie of the week called Thirst. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when I tell you I may have been in this movie one a split second, <laughs> <laughs> but when I tell you I froze frame my little scene hmm. and... And took a window burn of it, and that was almost my headshot. Okay. So, I don't think people realize there's a, 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 a whole community of people that make a living as extras in this town. Absolutely, Rodney. Um, yet again, before, you know, during the time when I got in, you know, people kept telling me after college, oh, you know, you just get your union card, and, and then you're going to just start being in the movies. I'm like, okay, so i got to get the union card. Well, you know, I'm like, well, this union card is kind of expensive. So I decided I called Central Casting. Got to, I was reading in, like, the Hollywood Reporter and all these other little magazines that you get, and it said go to Central Casting for doing background work. Mm. Well, okay, great. I was working a job, like a regular corporate job, and I would take my days off. I'd use all of my vacation time to take time off to go and be an extra whatever it was on Martin living single which by the way those shows still air to this day Mm. and doing work whatever they wanted you to do yeah it may have been like 74 bucks you know a day and you're there for like you know 20 hours and two days and the moon and the sun but it didn't matter because I felt a part of it and let me tell you for everyone out there that's doing background work you are as equally important as the stars with the dialogue because without those people in the background making it happen, you can't just have a situation, a, a conversation with three or four stars and nothing is happening in the background. We're not doing that type of TV show, especially for sitcoms. So I was doing work. Now, here's where it benefited me being as tall as I was, that I knew that camera, baby. Honey, when that camera would pan over, baby, that's the time I would walk. The director may have told me to go over here, and I'd go right over there, do whatever he say, and then I'd make my way beeline. You see my neck up because I was taller than Martin Lawrence. I was talking to a lot of the people that I did extra work on their shows. So that world is refreshing. It's also humbling. You get a chance to be in the background watching how it's all done. If you are a student of trying to grow yourself in this industry, what I did was I took those moments to learn how to grow and, and know what to do. So by the time I got to Girls Baving Badly and One on One and Cuts, I was already seasoned wow. as an actress, even though I had no dialogue. You see what I'm saying? So it took that, that experience. I got my union card from doing background work, and then uh. no work ever came. No work ever came like they told me it was. It just was like dead. <laughs> I still was working. I'm like, and then that's what led me to reinvent, if you will, myself doing the stand-up. And through mm. that, and I ended up doing my own one-woman show, you know, for HBO, and that was another way to feed the theater experience in my soul simultaneously while doing stand-up. Now, now your one-woman show, let's speak to that for a few minutes. I had an opportunity to see it. Uh, the the and, and correct me if I'm wrong. The show is is loosely based on your life growing up um, in your mom's house uh, with your siblings and yourself. You being the oldest, I'm the oldest as well, but I'm the oldest of five. Correct. <laughs> you the oldest of how many? Well, I'm the oldest of ten natural and 190 plus foster children. Wow. Yeah, Tell and the story that. was, ain't I enough? And I tell the story of what it's like being the eldest of 200 children and taking you through the journey. And it is 
firmly based on my life. The whole concept of it was a dedication to my family for all of the sacrifices that my mother made. As you know, Mama Donna, my mother is an incredible being in this world. My, my mom is actually listening right now, and your mom reminds me of my mom because she don't bite her tongue for nobody, for no reason, and will put her hands on you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, let me tell you something. For all you young folks out there that don't believe in discipline and the butt whipping, be clear that I got my last butt whipping at 18. It just goes down like that, and I was fully six feet, fully strong six feet, getting right. whooped up at 18. So right. it, it, it was a dedication to my family, but it was also a freeing for me because when you hold so many things in as a young person and your mother and your parents, they put certain responsibilities on you, which I tell young people all the time, Rodney, listen, I was trying to be wild in South Central. Things were happening with some of them kids out there. I mean, I'm looking out the window like, they Bookie Book like her. Why can't Bookie Book like me like that? Mama's in, you better get up in here and change these pampers. Don't be worried about what Bookie Book and that out there doing. Don't be doing that. It was <laughs> something that I felt that I was being um, uh, not necessarily allowed to do, and I wanted to do that. So I wanted to do this play to just let my mother know all of the responsibilities that were on me, but, boy, I thanked, it was a thanking and freeing because through that experience, Rodney, I don't know that I would have been prepared for this industry. You must have a foundation of some sort that keep you balanced. You have to have balanced scales. You have to know the things that you want and understanding that through my unique family of children from all walks of life, white, Mexican, black, you know, African, we had all types of kids. My mother still is a foster parent and adopted two little girls. One is biracial, you know, she looks Hispanic, but I think she's Portuguese and some whole other stuff. She just got long hair and mama seemed to think that we look just alike. She got a whole lot of stuff going on, but mama thinks that we look just alike. I'm like, really, at what angle? So either way, Angel is my sister, and Jasmine is my new little sister. So it's Jasmine, who's black, and then Angel, who's multiracial. And they, they're sisters, honey. We, we're all sisters. So my mother has really deposited herself as well as her children. We all walked through this foster parenting system for 30 years. And so it's such a fantastic um, platform to come in this industry, as you know, with all these unique characters that we have to play, mm-hmm. all of these people that we have to be a part of in the studio heads, the executives who don't like you this. You don't feel a sense of rejection and, and being jealous of anyone else because I've embodied so many different people from all walks of life, girls that have lived in my home my entire life. So it was a humbling experience to do that and pay homage to my family. And to this day, it'll be something that I will be revisiting. Ain't I enough? We'll be coming back. And then we got to add 192 kids because Mama just keeps going on and on and on. Mama won't stop. Mama won't stop. I mean, my brother's 14, which, of course, they were in Napoleon Dynamite, my little brother Adonis. Right. And, uh, yeah, so now he's signing autographs like, I don't really know what to do. They want me to sign my name, so I don't know. So it's just a good feeling to have that whole balance and have a husband who you know, Ade, who's actually listening. Hi, honey. Ade. <laughs> Ade. That's my dude so, right there. Yeah, Ade is just a, he's just a fantastic support factor. That foundation with my siblings, who I have amazing sisters and brothers, as you know, Rodney, all of those things keep me focused on what's more important than the industry because that truly is my job. It's the job that I love. It's my career choice. But, Rodney, if you don't have that foundation, as you know, you know, being married with kids, it's just it makes everything about that job as opposed to having other things to parlay into. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I think it's it's always a plus when you can depart from your business and have something else. Some other people that hold you to a higher uh, uh, level of, of accountability. Like you, there's a certain accountability you have to your mother, your father, to your, your wife or to your husband that you don't have to the regular world. I mean, you know, when you're on a set and you think you want some water, some water just show up. Now, at home... I asked for some water. Somebody gonna go. Well, are you really thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> you and sure? what happened to your left and your right foot, baby? Yeah, what you happened need to, to it? get up and go get it. <laughs> yeah, no, so. you're absolutely right. But but that is another area where I think, of course, in this industry, as you said, people do cater to us all the time. But realistically. It is unrealistic. Even though that happens, you shouldn't take advantage of it all the time because you still want to be in the business of being a regular person. You exactly. know, as best as you can, still have who you are. And that's why I think it's so incredibly, you know, special if you can get in at an age where you kind of feel like, okay, I'm myself. I know who I am. You know, you already have had some experiences in your life. You went a little bit of schooling. If you didn't go to schooling, you've had some experiences. But doing this thing here is the most incredible most incredible gift I've been blessed with because it mm. was a dream. It, it was a dream, Rodney Perry, and God has given it to me every day. Now I'm, I'm in a wonderful position to be working on a film with a, a, a child star that I've, I've loved ever since I was a child, my role model, and to, to see how something has come full circle for me to be in this project with him is just an incredible humbling experience again. And every time I think I so know... So you're just going to give us a little bit without telling us who it is? It's Forrest Whitaker. What? Let's tell the world. First of all, Chandrella is a huge uh, a fan of actors and and of film and and I know that Forrest Whitaker is one of your favorites. You know this. You know and this. So now you have an opportunity to share. Tell us about that project. Incredible. Um, it's the Untitled Family Wedding Project. It's untitled right now. It's a Fox Searchlight movie with starring Forrest Whitaker and America Ferreira from Ugly Betty. It's, um, I love her. Yeah. Lance Gross is in it um, from Tyler Perry TV show. Who, It's a love story um, between America and Lance, and Forrest Whitaker plays the father to Lance. And I play um, Forrest Whitaker's sister-in-law, and my husband is Warren Sapp. Get out of here. I, listen, get up. I, now, that worked out because, look, he's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, oh, yeah. You, you right? right up his alley, yeah. You see how God works that out? See what I'm saying? They they knew. They was like, we're going to get Chandra. Let me, go, let me go find you the biggest Negro maid. Find him. And he showed up. He was like, bam, you tall. I was like, bam, and you big. Let's do it, boo. Let's do it. Wow. And Anna Maria Hosford is in it. Um, Ella Joyce is in it. Um, Carlos Mencia is in it, playing America's father. It wow. is a host of really fantastic people. And it's Forrest Whitaker's, like, really his first time doing comedy. And so for me to have gone from Secret Life of Bees with Fox Search, like just last year with Gina Prince-Bythewood, of course, Queen Latifah and Alicia Keys and Jennifer Hudson, this and Sophie Okaneda, which whom I love, and Dakota Fanning, Playing a mother in that movie to Tristan Wilde, who's on 90210. Now I'm somebody else's mom. Again, I have two little boys, um, Warren and I. And so to go from a drama back to a comedy again, that in itself, Rodney, is the gift from God. Because ultimately, wow. you want to be able to have that opportunity to play pretend on both aspects. And 
Yes. Most times, every sometimes people get locked in, and I think you began my entry by saying that I'm doing this as the way that I'd like to do it, and no, that I'm really not. was a dream of mine to be able to do comedy and do drama simultaneously. Because if you're an artist and you're schooled or you're you're taught, if you will, even if it's self-taught, you are an artist that can play pretend in any imaginary world, whether it's wow. comedy, whether it's drama, whether it's crazy, whether it's whatever. Look at Johnny Depp. Look at Meryl Streep. All of the icons of people that I love, including Forrest Whitaker, who is my childhood, you know, like, oh, my God, ah, moment of heaven opening up. For me to get this opportunity, listen, I was running to do this movie, running, and I feel so incredibly blessed, so excited. I go to set every day, just thrilled to just be in, in their space, but really to see him, you know, in the raw, doing his work and seeing the commitment level. And also, too, I forgot to mention that Regina King is in it, who wow. is just an incredible I'm, beast I'm such a fan of her. She's Come so on. dope to me. She's a beast. And, and let she, me tell and this you. this is what I like about her. She plays fantasy football with us. Oh, really? She, she gangster with it. Yeah, she she, she know all the stats, everything. Every you know she's from L.A. now, right? You know yeah, she's from yeah, L.A. Yeah, she got a gun. Yeah, she got a gun. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm from L.A. We from Listen, we get along just fine. So right. it's just a, a great experience, Rodney. And anytime I'm, I'm blessed with, with any opportunity to do what I love to do, making the choices that I like to make, which is sometimes you have to say no to some certain things that doesn't move your career in the direction mm -hmm. that you want to go in. So. Next is more than likely, you know, God willing to play. I'll get back to doing a play, write a book, continue yeah. my mentorship program that I have, and just, you know, next thing you know, probably have a little meeting with, you know, Admin Dijana. So either okay. way, I'm, I'm <laughs> keeping busy. Well, well, you got so much going on. First of all, thank you again for doing my show. I want to I want to shout out to all my friends in the chat room that's listening to us. Uh, Alden L, comedian Stevie Mac, you know Stevie Mac, Stevie Mac show. Uh, Just Cece is listening in. Linnell, MDW from my time on the Monique show has logged in to the chat. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate that. Uh, Miss Cheech, past the variants. Uh, Peasy's place is on the building. Sheila Chadwick, uh, Tasha Danvers, Coach K, and of course True View, Ra True View Radio is in the building, man. Thank you all for uh, listening in on the chat, and uh, those of you that are uh, on the line. I'm talking to Chandrella Avery, uh, comedian, actor, thespian. Uh, <laughs> All of the above. Now, Chandrella, it's, it's 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 half past the hour. I know I told you I didn't want to hold you on, but you you mind hanging on or you got? I don't you mind go? at all, Rodney. For okay, you, you know on. I got you. You know you're my boy. Hang on, I got my girl to do my entertainment. I, you feel free to chime in on this. Her name is uh, Toya Norwood, and she's called Toya. Uh, you are on the line. What's going on in entertainment right now? How you doing, Rodney? Um, are you on with Chandrella? Yeah. Say hi to Chandrella, Toya. Hey, Chandrella, how are you doing? Fine, baby. Hi, Toya. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Well, the best that I can be, you know, right now with all this Michael Jackson news going on. Uh -huh. um, if you are in New York and at the Apollo Theater, the good thing is is that they are doing a great tribute right now um, for Michael Jackson. Um, you got Reverend Al Sharpton out there at this event doing a eulogy. Um, and also they're going to have music. They're just going to have a great festivity all types of festivities going out there at the Apollo um, today, one day only, and um, it's going to go until 8.30. So if you're out in New York, I think it's going to be a great, great place to be today. Wow. Okay. Yes, yes. What else you got? And you, and you got to pay tribute, definitely. Um, at the you Apollo got to. As a matter of fact, everybody on the line just go, hee-hee, hee-hee. <laughs> I know, right? 
right. Go, go ahead, Tori. What else you got, babe? And then, you know, also you have, you know, Michael Jackson's um, father, Joe, um, didn't know if he got a chance to see the BET Awards, but yes. everyone's kind of confused on, you know, how he kind of acted towards his son, and um, that's why Reverend Al Sharpton had came in to kind of talk and, um, you know, try to make things clear um, since Joe is now thinking that it's foul play with Michael Jackson. So that's why another autopsy is definitely going to happen. Yeah, and I'm trying to understand that. They're, now, they're, they're saying that, uh, that another autopsy is in order. Now, now uh, I mean, once you do autopsy, ain't that it? That's what you would think, but, you know, Joe is pretty much saying that it's foul play. And um, Well, Joe was out there trying to sell his new his new group. That's the crazy thing about it. It's like, what are you talking about? And then why are you, you yourself talking about this is the greatest entertainer in the world rather than saying that this is my son? Right. Well, you know, I mean, you, you know, Joe, 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 Joe is Joe. You know, this is one thing I learned about life. People are very consistent. So when you, your problem happens in this world when you expect people to be somebody other than who they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just words of wisdom for Rodney Perry. Go, what else we got, Toya? Give me one more thing so we can, we can uh, move on. Um, also, we have um, Jay-Z. I'll just say last with this is that Jay-Z has linked a distribution deal with Sony Records. So that is fantastic with his Rock Nation label. You know, he came out with the new song, The Death of the Auto-Tune yes. video. So, um, so, yeah, which is great because Sony right now is probably going through a lot with the whole Michael Jackson thing anyway. So right. this is probably the better news with the Jay-Z. Right, and, and you know this Jay Z thing is a big deal because um, you know there are a lot of us in the industry, but uh, uh, there are very few black people on the distribution side of our business. So that's really what a big money is in distribution. That's taking somebody's product and getting it to the masses, and we don't we aren't really in the business of that. So that's a great thing for Jay Z. Shouts out to him, and for anybody that don't know what Auto Tune is, that's the whole thing with T Pain and that computerized sound that you hear on everybody's record right now it's it's not what roger and zapnim was doing though because my boy who's a musician g mac shouts out to g mac he explained to me that that's actually a skill set because you got to blow through a tube you got to actually play the notes what auto-tune does it takes somebody like myself or chandrella who really don't sing okay. and make their voice better but what they realize if you that's a matter it, of opinion well yeah if yeah. you <laughs> i can <laughs> Toya, don't listen to him, baby. I can say I'm coming out with my album called Drell's Love Deluxe. And Ronnie, I don't know why you hating because you're gonna try to be up on the tune. You know, you know, I'm out of tune, my voice. So with that, Toya Dowood, you got anything else before we get you out of here? No, that's pretty much all I got. Where can people find you at? You can definitely find me on ReadingNewsReview.com. I got some podcasts, and also I got a great podcast on there right now, and it's a tribute to Michael Jackson with all of his songs mixed up. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. All right. Thank you, Toya. You stay blessed, baby. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye, Toya. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay. That's my girl, Toya Norwood. This is Rodney Perry Live. I'm on with Chandrella. Chandrella, uh, you're so awesome. We got we got some people in the chat room, I'm sure, that want to say hi, talk to you. I'm going to uh, Minden, Louisiana. You're on the line. How are you? Hey, Rodney, baby. This is your mama. <laughs> hey, mama. I just renamed your show. What is it? Rodney Radio. Uh-uh. Like Chandrella, that. we met. You may yes, have forgotten. 
Yes, Mama Perry, I remember meeting you. I came over you to the house. You were tall. I was yeah. short. You had a big butt. I had none. <laughs> I remember that. I remember, Mama. <laughs> and I remember, I want to thank you because I always thank people that help my baby. I thank Cedric the Entertainer. I thank Steve Harvey. He ignored, but I thanked him. And I thank you for being his sister and his friend. I thank you so much. It's more and you my have best. said God's name 15 million times a day. Go on with yourself, girl. <laughs> Go on with yourself. Talking about blessing. Mommy, hang on the line. I, I got a special call to call in. I got to get to this guy. Okay, right go now. ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully someday this guy will be my guest on this show. Uh, one of the people that embraced me, of course, is Chandrella. But one of the other people that embraced me in this game, this comedy game that I was such a fan of before I had a chance to meet him, was uh, comedian legend Mr. Michael Collier is on the line. What's up, Michael Collier? Yes, sir. All is well. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. You're oh, on the line. Man. Chandrella's on the line. Chandrella Avery, Mr. Michael Collier's on the line. Hi, What's Michael? up, Michael? Hey, everybody. I heard y'all on that talk. I hear y'all got God in the game, so y'all already on the right foot. How yes, about sir. it? What y'all talking about this morning? Man, well, you know, we're we talking to Chandrella. Chandrella, you know, a talented actress, comedian. And, you know, my, my show is, is really just about getting to know people beyond the regular questions that people ask about them. And uh, I talked to Mike earlier today, and I said, Mike, just call in, man. I, you know what I want from you, Mike? What, what? Can you do me this favor? Can you tell that spoon joke? The spoon joke, very nice. I'd love to do that. <laughs> well, it's not actually a joke. It's a real situation. Yeah. Uh, as it turns out, they now have consultants in restaurants, the really fancy ones, like down in Vegas and everywhere. So I was down in one of the real fancy, fancy restaurants. And I looked up and I noticed that this brother had a spoon in his shirt pocket, the waiter. I looked around, all the waiters had a spoon in the shirt pocket. So I called him over. I said, doggy, uh, come over here. So he come over. I said, what's up with that spoon? in your shirt pocket. He said, oh, this spoon. Oh, uh, we have consultants. Mm -hmm. And the consultants did a survey. The survey said that 35% of lunch patrons drop a spoon on the floor at lunchtime and that we, the waiters, are spending too much time running back and forth to the kitchen just to replace a spoon. So at the beginning of the shift, we just put that extra spoon in our shirt pocket. And the first time we see a spoon hit the floor, we run over, what about a fresh spoon? Then the next time, we got dirty dishes to take to the kitchen we simply replace the spoon. Now, see, that's efficient. Then I noticed the brother had a string coming from his fly. Okay. I looked around all the way to that string. Come from the fly. Uh, Dory, excuse me, come over. Um, what up with that string? He said, oh, this string. Oh, consultants. Mm -hmm. They done a survey. <laughs> and the survey said we spend too much time as waiters running back and forth to the bathroom to wash our hands. So at the beginning of the shift, we take a piece of string, we tie it around the tip of, you know what, then we got to use the bathroom. Instead of touching ourselves, we simply pull it out with the string. <laughs> I said, man, that is efficient. But how do you put it back? One way to say, I don't know about everybody else, but I use the spoon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a oh, my God. Michael Collier, thank you so much for calling in, man. Hey, Mike, I'm going to set up an interview. I want, I want to make sure I publicize and people know that I'm going to give you a call and we're going to talk. Um, hopefully you can come back on and be my guest and we can talk, you know, the whole hour about everything you got going on, so much great things happening, man. Where, where can people see you live? I know you got a special coming. I know what was shooting my first comedy album at the townhouse 
which is in Los in Los in uh, Los Angeles at La Tejera and Centinella. So we're doing that uh, in two weeks. On Monday the 13th, we'll be shooting my first comedy album. And if you're in Los Angeles, July 5th, we're at the Nokia Theater. It's called Six Jokers and a Queen. So Samora's the Queen. I think you got DC Curry, Earthquake, Tommy Davidson, Dan George Wilborn. Yeah, yeah. I heard George Wilborn and Michael Kaya. So wow. we're, we're doing those items right now. But man, I'm doing so much. You got to get me on here on an interview. Oh so, yeah, you, you oh, already man. know. You already know. Matter of fact, we may do it next week. I'll call you. I'll call you when I'm off the air. Hey Mike, say hi to my mama before you go. Hey, Mrs. Perry, you have an amazing, amazing son. And I just want the world to know that I'm honored to even know you, brother. I have watched your progression. What a wonderful artist you do. It's so great, and you're revolving into something outstanding. I can't wait till we work a show together, my brother. Oh, man, and, and you, uh, know that's, you know that's coming. Mommy, you on the line. Say hi to Michael. Hey, Michael, I love you, too. Oh, yeah, you his real mama? I'm his mama, mama, mama. Well, I didn't even know Rodney Perry had no mama. No, Rodney got, Rodney's mama. Rodney's mama is a size four. Yes, she is, and I can tell he's bigger than me. Hey, well, mama, it's a pleasure to know the one who produced this genius. He a cold, cold boy. He ain't just a good comedian. He's an amazing human. Yeah, and he's a good son too, Michael. He's a really good son. Oh, oh you don't know. How okay, to mama, I ain't got no money, no money. Hey, hey, y'all. Send the money, boy. Wait, wait, wait. I got to say this before I go. You know, my yes. mom just transcended on the 5th mm-hmm. of May, Cinco de Mayo, and I know how important it is for a son to be a good son to a mother. So mm-hmm. when you say he's a good son, that meant more to me than him being a good comedian or anything else. So I'm proud of you, Rodney. Hey, man, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for God calling bless. in. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you're listening to Rodney Perry Live or Rodney Radio, and this is Rodney Perry Live, and that was Michael Carr. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Bye now. All right, Chandrella. Rodney, I got to say at least, you know, a, a special, you know, a, my condolences to the Jackson family. And yeah, the one yeah. thing I must yeah, I have to, because I was at the BET Awards and I saw Janet come out and, you know, the father was, Joe was there. And, uh-huh. you know, it's just an incredible gift that we've received from this family, from this entire family, because I thought, wow, you know, you have to really love your fans, Rodney, to yeah. have experienced what just had happened and for Jan- Janet to come out and say something to all of us. But she said something very telling, and is that he was an icon to us, but he was their family. So, you know, to just continue to pray for them and their, you know, direction in getting over this, because it was so sudden. And and I have to say, you know, coming from a big family myself, you know, there there was the Jackson 5, we were the Johnsons 10, baby. Right, right. You know, we had our own little dance step. Clearly, it didn't work out, but... It did work out, but Donna had it in her mind that we was going to be the next somebody. So right. we were going to double up the Jackson. We were going to be the Johnson's team. It didn't work out, but all now, the same. Sandrella, my- can you give me your perspective, especially being there, man? Just I, I, I sat down last night. I worked this weekend. I was in uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut with Monique. So we Yeah, I know, with my baby Mo, my sister. We didn't get a chance to watch the BET Awards. Yeah. What was it like to be there? I mean, I watched that, that moment with Janet, and I'm about to mist up talking about it right now. Right. It had to be very powerful to be in that room. It was because we didn't know. I mean, you know, as you know, BET, which I got to say, did a fantastic I mean, this was a superb show because uh-huh. they had to transfer everything in like, you know, 48 hours. Yeah, you like know, two days. 
this happened, and then they changed their whole format. You know what I'm saying? Right. And people had to come out and learn, you know, get the songs. Neo, you know, Sierra, all these people did these tributes. They had to get their wardrobe. This is work. I mean, for, for the artist, it's one thing. But I want to give a shout-out for all the people behind the scenes yes. that had to make this thing happen. Yo, that was it was a beast of a show. I have gone to many of them, and I've loved them all. But this one, I must tell you, Rodney, was it was in celebration, as, as Jamie Foxx said. We're going to celebrate his life. And they celebrated Michael Jackson's life. People were yeah. there. Yes, there were tears. It was heartfelt. But we still was jamming. They had New Edition. They had God. Wow. They had Keith Sweat. Let me tell you something. The OJs had the Lifetime Achievement Award. I was jumping up and down. It was incredible, yo. And then we didn't know. And, of course, like we said, we there was Joe there, and there was Al Sharpton that was there. And so the mood, it was somber at some moments, but Jamie did an amazing job of keeping it funny. Speedy was he, there. He was perfect. He was he, perfect. Wasn't he perfect? He was perfect. Yeah. He was perfect. Like, he was the great mix of he knew when to be silly and he knew when to be, you know, you know, serious, right in the moment. And he was yeah. in the pocket. At one point, I don't know if you saw at the end of the show, he was going to do, he was transitioning to do the after show portion, and somebody handed him a script and he threw it down. He said, it, it was so powerful. He threw it down. He said, I don't need no script. He said, I'm just going to be in the moment. Yeah. And he did that throughout the show. He kept he, he saying, I'm said, not going to read from said, the teleprompter. I'm going to do, you know, and, and it, it He just, said the words, though, as he was walking on camera, he said, lead me and guide me. That wasn't for us. That was for him and God, though. It was ab- really oh, it was a powerful, powerful thing right there. Absolutely. And, and it was, you could feel the Holy Spirit in that whole arena because even though they went slightly over, we didn't feel like there was a moment gap missing. It was mm. so full and so rich and so whole. People were yelling and screaming. We were partying and having a great time. And, of course, Janet, us not knowing that she was going to come out at the end, man, it just took the breath out of all of us. I'm telling you, Rodney, she walked out on that stage, and I thought, it could only be the grace, honey, that allows her to come out on this stage during this time. And she got choked up at the end. You you couldn't find anyone in there that wasn't, like, in a moment of, of, like, pause right there in that space with her. It was so I just was I was I was humbled to be there. I won't lie to you. I'm happy that I had the opportunity to have that experience yes. in the legendary experience of this whole man's career and life and family. It was incredible. They did a fantastic job. They, I, they, they did a they did an incredible job, wonderful job. I got I got a call on the line that wants to say something say say something. Let's see. Who's on the line? Six one four, you up? Hello Rodney. Hi Sandrella. This is Enjoy. Hi, Hi, Enjoy. You got something for Chandrella? I was calling only to listen, but that you put me in to speak. I just wanted to say thank you for the privilege of even being able to speak with both of you. Oh, oh thank you so you much enjoy. for calling. Thank you so much for calling. Hang on and keep on listening, sweetie. Thank you. Drell, man, I, I got I got to thank you again for doing my show. I think this has been one of the more powerful shows I've done, man. I think it speaks to our condition across the world that that you if you if you work real hard you can achieve your goals and your dreams and 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 that's what I see when I see you is the hard worker. Let, let's before we get out of here talk to talk to your work ethic. Thank you so much, Rodney. I you know before I begin that I want to say to you it's special and this is such a great opportunity for me to say this. I say this to you all the time in private because as you've said we are really really good friends and you know I love you like a brother and. The way that you have, you know, you have your mom, and I know your mom, and that whole relationship of keeping us connected, but the way in which you have extended yourself to my father personally, it just 
continues to make me get choked up every time. And I want the world to know your your level of love and appreciation for your friends when you really love them. And, you know, from time to time and most times, you know, because my daddy played dominoes because he's real classic with it. Oh, yeah, he, he's not a game. Yeah, he's not a game. <laughs> James Avery is not a game. And, Rodney, you take your quality time, and you have a wife and children and family and your own things that you have going on, and you reach out to my father on your own time. And I just want to take this opportunity to tell the world how much I love you and how much I thank you, how much I appreciate what you do, and it means so much to myself, my husband, my family, and my father, who really considers you like, you know, his surrogate son. So I thank you on that level. Even though you had me come on third on the show, I'm going to let that slide. I thought I'd slip that in. I should have been number one because I am your sister. What what they say, those that are last will be first. Well, that is very true, darling. (laughs) I knew you would always have a comeback to it. My work ethic has just been, uh, you know, really about how I was raised. You know, there's responsibility. There's taking responsibility for what you do. There's personal responsibility for, for what it is. And, Honestly, I just think that when you are a decent person, you show up on time. You don't let the whole stardom thing get into your mind. I always tell people I have five people that know who I am in this world. And in terms of my industry, four of them are my family members. The fifth person is whoever it is that liked me that day. I don't get into the moment or thought of this. I'm humbled to my fans. Without the fans, Rodney, we don't get a check. And people fail to realize that. We must give back. I only mentor because this is an opportunity because you like me, because you enjoy my work, then I can come back and tell you, listen, I'm the girl from South Central that they told couldn't happen, yo. This thing Mm. can jump off. So in order for it to go that way, you have, we have to, as artists, we have to take personal responsibility and give back. We are role models. So my work ethic is indicative of how I need to be for these young people to see me, whether you young, teenage, middle-aged, or grown folks that can also make a turn and change in their life at any given time. I want them to see a representative of someone that comes from a unique family, that maybe the issues of our community wasn't always laid out so perfectly. Perfectly, but someone can still make it and comport themselves with dignity and grace and poise, and you show up on set on time, ready to work, have your lines together, be prepared, do your homework at home, and come to work and play. And this is who I am. This is who I am as, a, as an artist. This is who I am as a wife. I love being able to showcase that aspect because we don't always get opportunities to see people in that light. And I do think it is my responsibility. And the kids respond to me because I take my time. But if I don't have my fans, then what am I? Just a girl playing pretend with my four family members in my house. And there's more to me than that. So I'm thankful at any given time for any person to walk up to me. From prison, I get letters from prison men. I write them back. I sign my own autograph pictures. I take pictures. I do all of that because the fans is who make Chandrella Avery. Wow. The fans are who make Chandrell Avery. The fans are who make Rodney Perry. If you ain't got nobody listening to this radio right now, me and you, we just gonna be talking like we talking every day. <laughs> yeah, we like we like we do. Like we so, do. So uh, with that, uh, again, thank you so much. I got I got a couple of calls. I know they want to say something, say hi to you. We're gonna let them in, and then we're gonna let you go. We we got like five more minutes on the show. Uh, call is six one four. You on the line? What up, Rodney? This Peasy man. Peasy from Peasy's place. What's really going on, Peasy? You on with Chandrell? What's up, Sanjola? First of all, I have to say, what's up to your mother? And to let you know how much I really appreciate her, because she produced you, 
and in the short time that I've known you, you've been spectacular. I want to tell you thank you for looking out for juicing them in New York this weekend with Monique and them. She had a ball. Uh, Sweet D, they called me, just told me to make sure that, you know, I let you let you know that they really appreciated you this weekend. Yeah, man, you know, we, we don't always have an opportunity, but when you can, you know, give people a chance to, to, to see such a great talent, especially in Monique, that you, you, you try to do it, and I, and I was able to do that for them this weekend. So thank you for calling, man. You, thank you, know, you, you so much. You know we down. Oh, man, I'm, and, and, just, and Michael called you funny, and Shandrella, I didn't know who you were, I'm going to be honest, but I just Googled you. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, you are beautiful. Tell what's your, what's your, what's your uh, husband's name? I know this <laughs> His name is Adi. Adi, no disrespect, but my dad told me if somebody ain't looking at looking at what's on your shoulder, you need to be looking at what's on your shoulder. You have a beautiful wife. Thank you. Oh my. Thank hey, you. Hey, man, thank you for thank the call. You, I got one more caller to get in, Shadrella. Okay. One more caller, our last caller for the day. Caller 310254, you on the line. This is comedian Stevie Mac. What's up? Stevie Mac, you in the building? You talking to Chandrella, man? I know you 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 are, you join you you do comedy as well, man. Tell tell us what you got for Chandrella right now, man. Chandrella, you were the most awesome host, guest uh, I've heard uh, to date. You wow. put it down for the crown, and I'm so proud of you. Last time I saw you, we were at the uh, Laugh Factory, and JB Smooth was on the stage, and you was like, "He's the funniest man on the planet." And I I didn't agree at that time, but you know what? You were right. Thank you. And so are you. And congratulations on all the work you got going on. Hey, thank, hey, thank you for the call, Stevie. I'm sorry, Chandrella. Go ahead. No, no, no. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support. I appreciate everything. Yeah, Rodney Perry is a beast, but JB Smooth, he's a nut, and you know this. <laughs> different thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah he's I love JB. JB is yeah. one of my favorites as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, thank you again, Stevie, for the call. That's Stevie Mac, and you know you can see you can listen to Stevie Mac as well. Stevie, tell them about your show. My show, Stevie Mac at Night, is Monday to Thursday, 12 midnight here on Blog Talk Radio. Hilarious topics, funny news, and chat room discussions. Done deal. Hey, PZ, shout out your show before we get out of here. Man, PZ's place every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're the number one reality radio show on the net. You know, we let it goes down. I got the four angels, teachers who online, Enjoy, who called in earlier, the Juice, and Real Talk Tiff. Y'all catch it tonight, live in color. Topics tonight is uh, what men want to tell women. Mm. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm about to listen to that. Hey, man, thanks, Peasy. Yeah. Chandrella, I don't know. I don't know uh, what else to say other than thank you. Uh, I think you're awesome. Uh, I love everything about you, everything you do. Uh, it's a trip because when I, I Googled you to, uh, to to pull up some information about the day, I was looking for things that I didn't already know. You know, one of the things when you press your name in is Chandrella's booty. Shut up. There is a, a whole page dedicated. <laughs> Are you serious, Rodney? I swear to God, I'm not lying. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, And you know what the funny thing is that people really don't believe my booty is really real. Oh, that, no, it's real. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I mean, hey, it's a Donna's booty. It's like passed down. This is a generational booty right here. There's nothing <laughs> you can do about this. But I, people, I, that's bizarre. Wow, that's interesting. Well, let me see if I can be like J-Lo and get hey, a booty. Hey, I got to get I can... out of here. My show is ending. 
I'm down to the last 12 oh, you seconds of the show. Okay, I love you. Congratulations. Thank you, Rodney, hey, for having me on. Peace to hey, everybody. Thank you for so much. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rodney Perry Live or Rodney Radio, whatever you want to call it. We're doing it so big, so live, so cold, so direct. And shouts out to Michael Jackson and the Jackson family. I know you guys uh, may be hurting right now, but know that the world is a better place because of your son. This is Rodney Perry Live, Rodney Perry Radio. I hope you enjoy it. y'all it's rodney perry it's after the show i know what you said to yourself i thought the show was over i just found out last week from stevie mack that you don't have to stop <laughs> so I'm, i i don't know if i can still go to these lives or what man but i want to say hi to some of y'all people that's called in uh three two three four eight one it's looking like one of my people who you on the line hey rodney Dins. Is Mitchell from the Comedy Union, owner, operator, proprietor. The show is not streaming anymore, but uh, people can listen to this portion of the show on um, via the internet, uh, or or you can blog, uh, or you can even uh, pull it into your iTunes. So I want to take some of these calls I didn't have a chance to get to. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm all right, brother. Yeah, I just got off the phone with Chandrella Avery, man, incredible guest for the day. She was uh, she was off the chain, man. It, it was a great show. My mommy chimed in, and and uh, we just had a good show, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Rodney. I, I listened to the whole show, Cat, and I just wanted to tell you that you're a natural cat, and uh, I'm just very proud of you, and uh, I'm going to definitely continue to listen and do everything I can to let other folks know what's about to go down. Yeah, but, you know, it's a good time in, in, in the world, man. People talk about the recession that we live in, but I think it's really an opportunity for a lot of us to um, to really kind of uh, focus on our passion. And uh, I know I know you are doing more producing now. Uh, tell, it's, it's still many people in our chat room, people on the line listening. Uh, tell us about your producing endeavors, man. I know you did the Tony Rock. Uh, uh, show on TV One, and I know you got some other stuff coming down the pipe. Can you talk about it? Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, right now. You know, we we, we definitely produce uh, the Funny Spot on TV One with Tony Rock. Um, I'm definitely now in the process uh, of uh, talking over to some folks at Bravo. I've got a uh, webisode series on Lifetime called Mommy Madness mm. with a young lady I've been working with for a long time, and uh, we're looking to go to series with that as well. Uh, talking a lifetime about some on-air uh, projects. So I'm just, you know, out there trying to, you know, use the comedy union not only as a comedy club but as a springboard not only for myself but to help other young comedians, you know, find their voice and, uh, and get on TV. You know, uh, people like uh, Tonight Show was just down at the club doing something. We wow. just filmed, uh, you know, uh, the one-hour, uh, half-hour special of Lab Love on TV One. I heard that so was So we're doing a whole bunch of things, man, trying to really, you know, 
um, not only help the comedy union, myself, but other other young comics to do their thing. Wow, hey amen, hey amen. You know what? We and we appreciate it too, man, because without stages to work on, um, ain't nothing we can do. You know what I'm saying? You know, we can't we can't do it on the street. You know. Well, you know, like I said, man, the comedy union was one of the first, you know, clubs in the city to open up itself for six nights a week for black comedians to perform. That was my dream. Uh, you know, I definitely wanted uh, a, a space for, for brothers to come and work out every single night. You know, I used to run the comedy store. I used to own the Laugh Factory with Jamie in Chicago. So I sort of knew uh, that uh, African-American uh, and minorities didn't have a whole lot of space to perform right. on a nightly basis. It was just one night here, one night there. So I think the Comedy Union ushered in a sort of a new era in trying to create a space for, for, for black people, black comedians to be seen every night of the week. And that was my, my, my thing. That's what I wanted. Wow. Man, you, you, I see you giving the club a facelift, man, uh, and, and it's looking really great in there. Uh, the, the lighting package is incredible. The photos around the club, man. I, I just want to commend you on all the work you're doing over there, and, and thank you for calling in, man. I really appreciate it. Dude, you, you are much loved, and I just called in to show my support to you, and we'll always do that. So, uh, again, congrats on the show, and congrats on everything you're doing, and I'm always in your corner, Cat. Hey, hey, you are the man to show that. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's Ann's Mitchell, owner, operator, man, myth, legend, <laughs> running <laughs> at the Comedy Union, 5040 Pico. If you want to go down to the club, give them a call, 323-934-9300. They got comedy every day. <laughs> hey, thanks, <laughs> thanks Hey, hang okay, on the line if you want to keep listening, man. Uh, I'm coming to you, uh, 310254. I think that's Stevie Mac. Is, is this you, Stevie Mac? That's, that's me. I didn't know Ian's had such a history, man. Oh, yeah. Ian's been around, man. He's been around for a minute. Wow. Yeah, so they just turned my switchboard off, Stevie. <laughs> they turned your switchboard off? They turned my switchboard off. <laughs> you can't even bring no more callers on, huh? I can't bring it. So, callers, y'all can stand and listen. Me and Stevie Mac might chop it up for a minute. Stevie, what you think of the show today? Man, the show today was awesome. It was off the hook. I was in the chat room moderating a little bit. Uh, so uh, you had a lot of fans coming there, man, a lot of new people. People came in and out. You're going to see that really lit up today. And awesome promotion. I don't know who promoted it, but it was one of today's top picks, uh, your show with Shandrella, uh, as you see the advertisements uh, on the side there. Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, I, I did. Well, you know, I, I, I submitted the paperwork to, to make it a favorite show, and um, it, I, I was kind of scrolling through at the beginning when I was doing my show prep, you know, a couple hours before the show, and I saw that they put it on for the day. So uh, thanks to Blog Talk Radio, man. Blog Talk is, I think, you know, I've been saying this for the last few weeks, but I think it's the next medium, man. I think it's going to be what Facebook is and MySpace is. It's so interactive, and it's uh, it creates a form where, you know, uh, you can you can really, you know, write, produce, direct your own show you know, weekly, daily, whatever you want to do, and, and it's giving people a form to really get ideas out that, that deserve to be out. Well, also, Rodney, people look at you and they see the success that's happening in your comedy career, in the movies and films, and on this radio show now. Uh, they think it's just happening. What does it really take to make stuff like this happen? I'm interviewing you now on your own show. Wow. What does it take uh, to make it happen? That, that's a that's a great question, Stevie. Man, it it, it takes a lot of work, man. It, I mean, people people have no idea, man. It be, when you see a guy and, and they appear to be an overnight success, it's always ten years wow. minimum. 
at least there 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 are some exceptions to the rule uh a la like a chris tucker or or you know there are some people that come in hollywood and overnight successes uh brandon t jackson who you might know from um uh he calls himself the class clown uh, he was in that the roll bounce movie with bow wow and he's got a he's got a a couple of great films coming out but he hit town and did one set and disney loved him and he's been on the fast track ever since but that's the exception not the rule so uh in general it takes some time for the world to kind of dial into who you are but even with that, we don't know what he did up until the time he came and did that one night set. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't know the world. He may have been doing for ten years. He could have been a uh, with, him, um, uh, with the stage mama child. You know, <laughs> Run, <laughs> right, right. running them child. Yeah, he, he could have been fifteen years in the game. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so man, shouts out to everybody that's still in the chat room. Peasy, uh, the Miss CEO, CEO show, uh, Pastor Variance, uh, Linnell. Uh, I mean, all, all you guys and the guests that popped in today, thank you so much. My wife is actually listening, I believe. She's sitting across the room doing something. <laughs> you'd, be sur- yeah. you'd be surprised to listen. People tune into your show coming from all over the world, and yeah. uh, they'll, they'll hit you up on Facebook somewhere and say, man, I heard your show. It was awesome, so be on your best behavior. Like someone was saying the N-word in the chat room, and I asked them in a private message not to do that, you know, because he said, why? Because that's not Rodney's preference. Because I know your style, you know. And right. I go, uh, that's a little moderation that I just upon myself to do because I want to keep it uh, 100, man. Oh, and, and Linnell, I didn't know you wanted to holler at me, man. You when you, when you want to talk on the phone, you have to call the number and then press one, and that'll let me know that you want to actually say something. So I, I know he's probably listening right now. Uh, again, Stevie Mac, man, thank you so much. Stevie Mac has, has become my resident co-host slash, you know, internet guru, uh, in, in, you know, and of course, Peasy is, is always my, my right hand in this game. He kind of brought me into the blog talk world. So, man, you guys are, are awesome. Thank you all. This is Rodney Perry Live. My mom say change the name to Rodney Radio. I might do that. I like it. <laughs> what do you think, Stevie? Well, whatever you do, be consistent. Whatever you do, be consistent. Hey, you know, those are words to live by. Hey, for those of you listening to to the podcast or however you're listening right now, just continue to be positive and continue to do great things, and great things will continue to come your way. Um, I'm doing comedy this week at the Comedy Store. I'll be at the Opus uh, on Wednesday nights, uh, uh, RodneyPerry.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Find me, and you find yourself a good time. That's our show for today. Well, if you're listening to this in the archive, all that will be history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you listen to the archive, don't go to that show. Yeah. <laughs> Disregard that. All right, man. I'm out. All right. <laughs>